from the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Weekly. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Stop in for lunch, cater your next event, or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. The Tag Creative Group. Search T-G-R-A-N-R-U-D at redbubble.com and let us create a unique design for you or your business. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian food quickly with locations in Tempe and Pine Top. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Summer skates, shower shoes or koozies to show your game in style at summerskates.com. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in hockey fans anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight. On the Podbean app, it is Tuesday night, which means it indeed is College Hockey West Weekly. It's the staple show. It's the magazine show. It's where it all started about five years ago or so. Scott Strandy with you tonight back in Bloomington, Minnesota. My co-host, as always, never strays far from that big palatial estate. Why would you, really? If you're out on Long Island, you have a palatial estate, you got servants, you got everything that you need, why would you stray? Paul Hornstein, how are you? Did you switch co-hosts with me on on me? Did, I, did you did you invite somebody else to do this besides me? No, no. It, it's, then I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I try every every show. I try. I, I well, yeah. I mean, okay, it's fine. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference, though. It never seems to. Yeah, doesn't. Well, because it's, anyway, how are you? I'm okay. It's. Getting towards the end here. I'm not the end of the summer. Yeah, the end of the summer. Yeah, we got to make sure people know because uh, we hopefully it's not the end. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's the end of the summer. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) All right. The end of the summer, and you'll be back to those fine young students at. uh, That's fine. I at where? What's what's the name? Give a shout out. Uh, What school are you at? What um, are we are we allowed to do this? Sure we are. Yeah, give a shout out. Fine. I don't care. It's uh, Martin Van Buren High School. Martin. And uh, what beautiful borough of New York City? That would be Queens. Yeah, Queens, New York. Oh, yeah, love where it. I grew up. Love it. Love it. Just keeping it all right there. We don't get full I mean, circle. It very rarely gets to 103. Yeah. Good God. It does get swampy. 
Might I tell you, it was 103 with uh, 61% humidity, which gives you a heat factor of like 108. It was absolutely steamy. And you know me. I've been in the desert for a long time. There is nothing that compares to this. I mean, it, it just literally takes your breath away when you walk outside. Um, okay. I mean, that's... Okay? No. Yeah, no, listen, it's not okay. Listen, listen, how is it different? It's not a... <laughs> I keep hearing, a, oh, you have to come here, you have to come here, you have to come here. No, I don't. Well, it's much better in the wintertime. No, it's, it's no, just no, it's a worse. cold snow. I have no, uh, 103, steamy, whatever. I mean, it's, you know, it's not Florida, thankfully, but um, I don't know. You have giant mosquitoes in Minneapolis <laughs> yeah. like they do in Florida? Yeah. Do they? <laughs> have giant mosquitoes. Yes, they do. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yep, they certainly do. All right, because that's, you know, that is a factor. Okay, you just sent me something on on uh, on a, on a uh, text. Right. Um, let's start the show with this. What are you trying to tell me? Well, Obviously, that's not specifically hockey related. Yeah, but you're still, you got me intrigued now. So now you got to spill the beans right on the show. Well, apparently there's a a, uh, a Twitter thread. Yes, a Twitter thread. X. Twitter. Um, okay. Where somebody was basically showing pictures of all the different uh, football helmets that schools have worn at least in the what is still the Pac-12 for now. For one more year. Yeah, then who knows, but, you know. The Pac-1. Or whatever. I mean, Pac-whatever. I don't I don't know what. Uh, I don't know. Uh, right now, it's just a four. I don't know. I don't want to get into that, but. Um, <laughs> so anyway, but all the football helmets. Right, and apparently uh, ASU is only six behind Oregon. With 92 helmets or 92 Good different helmets. God. Are you kidding me? Do you know how much a football helmet costs? Well, it's obviously X number of colors with different logos on them. That can, you know, if you have a, a a maroon helmet with five or six different stickers, designs, logo so, designs on. So you're telling me they six. just peel the sticker off? They don't. They don't. Well, buy a new yeah, that, that is what they do, yeah. Okay. Well, that's that makes me feel a little better. And and it just, you know, I saw that and I'm like, well, how far behind is a hockey team? <laughs> Can't be far. Can't I don't be think far. it's that far. <laughs> no. no. No, it certainly no. cannot be that far behind. Um in in a, in a obviously short period of time. But um you know, there are fans that complain about that. Not ASU fans, but there are fans. <laughs> yeah, I like it. it. Yeah, I like it. I think the uh, certain number of players like it as well. Um, I want to throw this out at you as long as we're talking ASU. Okay. Uh, the the X Machine also showed us a couple of pictures of Twitter? one one Greg Powers. Oh, that's one, awesome. Oh, yeah. great. <laughs> the young man in goal for Arizona State Club Hockey. Yeah, I can't say club hockey then. ACHA. Was M1 it hockey back then? Oh yeah, yeah. Was uh, it? Okay. I'm pretty sure it was. And, Whatever uh, it was. Yeah, the club hockey goaltender looking good in those Cooper gloves, and 
<laughs> well, listen, didn't all the goalies wear Cooper back then? I mean, they were just coming off that anyway. I mean, in the 70s and 80s, didn't the goalies all wear Cooper? Can we start that? That's the tradition back when he was Well, I don't know. The, or my, oh, they had the big giant. What? Okay, I'm losing you, and I hope it's not my internet connection because I told you. Well, it could be. got off already at the moment. It could be. Don't they know who's sitting? Don't they know who's staying there? Not yet, apparently. Obviously not. Um, but uh, you, they 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 see show powers with a couple of different of the ASU jerseys, and the varsity team, the the NCAA team, has worn one of them. I don't think they've worn one with the big giant AS on the front. Nope, I don't believe so. I believe that is one. And talking about helmets, you also got to talk about jerseys because they've got a mess load of jerseys. Well, yeah. And, and mean, those, by the way, you cannot change the logos on. Those are new jerseys. No, 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 no. I'm not. Well, ASU's actually gone with a bunch of between the pitchfork and the various uh, word marks of Devils or Arizona State or something, you know. Um, I'm okay with it for the most part. Um, outside of the time they were wearing black jerseys with maroon letters and you couldn't see the names and numbers on them, <laughs> at least you not were, you were in the stream. Were you? You know, uh, I wasn't at games, so you know maybe it was different if you were there. You know, so, I mean, if they were wearing these maroon jerseys, uh, the black jerseys with the maroon numbers and letters, they didn't even have, I don't even think they had gold outlines on them so you could see. So, uh, you just, you can't, uh, thankfully they got away from those. Made the numbers and letters gold so you could see them. And I'm not, and you know, it's not that I'm anti the black jerseys, or not. I just needed to be able to see. You know, if you're watching on the stream and you can't be there, it's much harder. So, but that's what we were talking about there with having the showing you the helmets. It just it was just kind of we know that this is. You know, there are some days where there's not a lot to talk about. Are you back with us now, Scott? I'm back. Where, okay. where have you been? Oh, that's a good question. I was just I've been here the whole time. Were you? <laughs> yeah. You disappeared on the screen. Okay. Well, I'm back, but um, I couldn't hear a word you were saying. So That made it uh, fair because I couldn't hear what you were saying either. <laughs> I was just going on about the black jerseys with the maroon letters. Okay. 
anyway, <laughs> we'll try to do a show um, despite the uh, challenges. Uh, so anyway, uh, I, I thought we just had to kind of kick that off and throw that out there, especially since you brought That's the fine. helmet thing up. So anyway, um, I said we're going to start the show today by talking about um, the forwards and defensemen in the NCHC. You and I both were asked by uh, Michael Weissman, thank you, Michael, by the way, uh, to to put together a preseason all-conference first and second team. And we talked about the goaltender Sunday night. Or was it? Yeah, Sunday yeah, night. Sunday night, yeah. Okay. And uh, I thought we'd do the forwards and defensemen on the first half of the show tonight. And I, I looked at the list and I looked at the rosters. And I'm going like, how do you find – how do you find 10 players out of there that you think deserve to be all conference when there's probably 40? Um, see, I, I kind of approached this for the most part, not with all 10, but for the most part, I tried to approach this. Like if somebody asks you, is this guy a hall of famer? Okay, fair enough. And I I thought that that would make it, I guess, simpler or at least eliminate some people. Does that eliminate freshmen then? Um, Does that eliminate freshmen? Yeah, probably. Because I haven't seen him play. Even if they come in with big accolades. I still haven't seen them play, and they haven't played at this level. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So, let's start with you the know, defensive I mean, core. Listen, I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, if you were talking maybe an Owen Power or somebody on that level, uh, maybe you might consider it. But I had to, I had to, I had to come up with a system somehow. I knew, and that's <laughs> how did you decide? Oh no, I lost you again. What? How did <laughs> you decide? Ice. I looked at the intangibles, huh? Can you hear right. me? Yeah. So I looked at the intangibles as well that they put up, and I also looked at some of the freshmen coming in, and I said, mm. "But that being said, I don't think I have a freshman on my ballot, either one." No. Um, because I just. I kind of like with you. I don't. I haven't seen play at this level, and while they may have some some, you know, big honors, uh, leading them into where they're going, I just don't know. Um, I also looked at guys that you know, did they have breakout years last year? Did they have um, um, just maybe? I don't want to. Not. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm looking at. It, it's really hard. Because a lot of these guys, and we talked about this, especially with a team like North Dakota. I'll just use them as an example. There's a bunch of quality players that are going right. to be playing for North Dakota, but 
Are you going right. to make the whole the whole all conference team North Dakota? Because uh, you can't, right? You can't do that. Well, theoretically, you can. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be real. Because what's going to happen is uh, the you, they're not all going to get equal playing time, and they're not all going to get the opportunities on the power play. So if you're looking at a, a, an offensive star, um, you know. Who, who who you got? So anyway, let throw out a few names on the def- defensive side that you think uh, are worthy of being on that. Uh, and you don't have names that you pick. Just throw out some because I know at least a pair from Denver. Well, yeah. Well, once again, like I said, you're sitting there, and that was kind of the way I looked at it, and and said. Are these guys almost automatic? And you'd have to say Sean Barron's and Shai Booyam are automatics. Well, if they aren't, they are darn close. I mean, if you don't have them in your top four, I'd like to see who you're putting on there to leave those guys out. Yeah. Well, you can look to North Dakota and see what they have. Uh, I did. Um, you can look at CC. They got a couple of really good defensemen. I did. Um, you could look at Minnesota Duluth. Um, well, I tried. I have you for that. I don't need to do that. <laughs> you could look at St. Cloud State. I did. Okay. Um, so my point being in this little exercise is that, and it's kind of what the second half of the show is going to be about. Um, we have talked about, how the game has grown since the pandemic. And I think this year, Paul, uh, and I've seen college hockey for a long time, this might be the deepest, and I told you this, this might be the deepest and best uh, NCHC or maybe all of NCAA hockey ever because there's just so many talented players across the board. Well, listen, I, I would it's, – it's hard. For, I don't have the context that you do. For For – all of our, I don't want to use the word shtick, <laughs> but there's a little bit of that in there. I don't have the context that you do. I didn't grow up in a college hockey environment. I didn't grow up uh, being in a deep dive with the game. Did I watch a tournament? A lot of years I did. Did I know what I was rooting for? Yes and no. Okay. Um, uh, you know, if, if I saw a team with an Islander prospect on it, maybe I would watch it and root for him. But I didn't. <laughs> Brock Nelson. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way it was. And. You know, or for whatever reason, as as I've said on this podcast many times, uh, you know, fanboying fanboying for Rico Blasi. <laughs> Rico's you know, not far from me right now, by the way. Uh, uh, well, <sighs> you know, I'm sure he's not. Whether he's whether he's at work or at home, um, 
So I don't have the context that you do. Part of what I like about talking to the people that we do is I get some of that context and I get some of that background. And, you know, like, maybe I should, you know, I don't, I, I, I use the phrase water bottle a lot. and You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> of course. And certain people know what I'm talking about. Um, and that's because I looked it up, you know, whatever it, you know, whatever first brought it up. I don't know if it was Eddie or Zombo, um, but somebody brought it up. And so I did a little, you know, I looked for it. You know, and I did a little research, and I'm like, holy smokes. The only thing missing was somebody hitting somebody with a shoe. Let, let me tell you that uh, if, if you looked it up like you did and, and saw it for the first time there, if you had experienced this in real life, in real time, I should say, um, <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was like, is this really going on? Is this really happening? It was like WWE without the fakeness. Well, yeah, like I said, the only thing missing was somebody hitting somebody with a shoe. And that may have happened. Uh, they're probably listening. When I went to the <laughs> bar, it probably did. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, uh, yeah. Is that the skates that Rick Zombo finally got rid of? Sentimental <laughs> <laughs> value, and that's know. the is reason that why. Anyway. So anyway, my, my point is that, you know, for years and years and years, you could find stellar really stellar players that just jumped out of every team. I mean, that's the way it is. That's the way it's always been. But, boy, right now, and when we get to the second half of the show, we'll talk about these schedules one more time because I think it's highly, highly competitive, the most, most that I've ever seen. And I look, you know, when I'm at a game – um, to not only pick out individuals who I think are, are pretty stellar, but I look to see the depth on the roster. And I've told you several times, um, rosters, they, they, they jump out at you when they're really good and they're deep, and they jump out at you when they're only two lines. And this year I think I'm going to have a whole bunch of comments about, um, man, that team has four lines. That team has four lines. And I'm talking about the 10 teams that we cover because I don't know that there's too many in our coverage area that I'm going to say, yeah, they only got a couple of lines. Well, let's, okay, let's time out. Let's, let's be realistic here. Okay, first of all, you can't, we have two teams that are only in year one and year two. Okay. You don't think they can have quality players in depth? I'm not saying they don't have quality players, but the the odds of them being you sitting there and saying they're four lines deep, like some of the more entrenched programs, that's just not realistic. No, no, I didn't say every team. I said more than than normal, which makes makes the whole. And I'm not saying about just our ten teams. I'm saying across the board in NCAA okay. M1 or Division One hockey, because. Nice. I I think they just um, the teams just have too many good players, and right. I think it's going to come really down this year and wins and losses to two things. I know it always does, but sometimes you can have an offensive team that can can carry themselves and win games, even if you have 
quote unquote shaky goaltending, or maybe not the greatest power play, or maybe not the greatest penalty kill. But I think this year, Paul, more than any other, you're going to see special teams and goaltending be the difference between a ton of victories and losses. More than ever. Well, listen, listen. I mean, we we talked about the goalies on Sunday, um, and I thought the goaltending position for my ballot was harder than the others. Um, I still <laughs> haven't. Decided. And it's crazy because you wouldn't think that, but they're they they are talented. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at my list of defensemen, the five guys that I've narrowed it down to. Okay. One guy and well, one guy'd probably be a surprise. Wow. If I Now I'm intrigued. Now I can't wait to see uh when the ballot is officially in. You know, um it, uh, I'm, I, I have to sit here and... And I'll be honest with you, I think... Send... Don't you... Um, listen, I usually... I can't lie. I don't pay... haven't normally paid a lot of attention to that stuff. I haven't been, I haven't been asked to. Okay. But I still say, now that you're doing it, that uh, right. it's extremely difficult to pick these guys out before they play the games this year. Well, guys come to the I, top, I, Paul, I, I, throughout the season. I get that, right? But this is a an estimate. Like, you know, you're doing some electrical work to your house, and the guy comes in and says, this is about what I think it'll cost. And it might cost more. It might cost, well, it never costs less. <laughs> Good catch, by the way. Okay. Um, and and I say this. Well, still, never comes in less. Because if you accept the estimate, oh, well, I'm not going to charge less because you're already taking this. So. Um, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, with 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 the with the guys that I have decided for my defensive part of the ballot, like I said, one guy's probably probably the only one that would vote for this guy. Let's put it that way. Really? Now I'm yeah. really intrigued. The so other four know guy, or the other three. As this one person gets a vote, then we'll know exactly who it was from. If I decide to go with that person. Like I said, it's between that person and somebody else. <laughs> Makes sense, right? It's got to be a person. Well, yeah. I mean, the the guy number four and guy number five, I might be the only one that votes for either one of them. Okay. Okay. Because I don't. Because first of all, I don't know how you don't vote for the defensive side. Yeah, we're we're jumping all over the place. I'm stepping on you. Stepping on me. <laughs> yeah. Well, wouldn't be the first time. Um. 
But as far as the, as far as the forwards are concerned, what? What? Step in on me. A bigger feet if you're stepping out. Why is this? Yeah. I okay. Far as forwards go. Um, I actually had seven. Okay. Okay. Um. And. I couldn't decide, and and again, I decided that, and I did get rid of the seventh guy in this. Really, just yeah. it just came to you that he was out. Not that that came to me that that guy was out. I just felt that. Uh, when it came to that person's importance to the team, that that was the tiebreaker. Okay, fair enough. And as we mentioned, these guys will be announced officially prior to NCHC Media Day, so we'll have a chance to uh, to visit with them, visit with the coaches. Yeah, and... I, I would, and I would tell you that again. You have a bunch of guys here that are, to me, are no-brainers. You know, I took the same philosophy. Okay, since we're having technical see, issues, now I hear you. Let's uh, let's see if we can do a break, and if see, anybody hear can you, hear me or hear the ads, see, uh, that I would be great. You. Oh, great! Now you hear me. <laughs> yeah, just in time for the ads, right? I mean, that that matters, right? Okay, Adam. But, things are things are all over the place, so let me go know, ahead and just let me let me take a break and see if we can uh, uh, figure something out when we come back. All right. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. 
After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Aurora Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious me. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get shower Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than one live games. Ready for you wherever you are to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite TV. When you can't be there, subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc, it's on nchc.tv. Coming to you from Studios, ITHSW Podcast presents College Hockey West Weekly. Hopefully everybody can hear me as we're back. College Hockey West Weekly. Shocker, shocker. This is always Paul Hornstein joining a state. Out on Long Island, New York. Paul, hopefully I'm coming in loud and clear again for you because I am trying. Well, you are kind of coming in and out, but I'm not on any estate. Maybe that's the problem. You're shuffling papers there or whatever you're shuffling. Can you hear me better now? Yes. 
I don't know. I've, I don't I've got nothing. I right, listen. It I'm is, trying, but I've got nothing, my friend. It's isn't technology wonderful? Um, the, I I went from I started on. Yeah, I started on my phone, and then I went to the internet, and I think it got worse. So let me see if I can go back to just my uh, cellular service and see if that helps. Well, listen, I yeah, whatever helps. I just you know is what it is. Um, by the way, uh, okay, just because I I'm it. back on I'm back on cell service. Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Sometimes you speed up, and I don't oh. understand why that happens. But yeah, that's technology. But okay, so I am back on uh, cell service now. So we'll see if that makes any difference. We'll find out. We have a half hour. Ish, <laughs> Ish is right. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to talk tonight about these schedules again because you and I have brought it up for the better part of two months now, maybe more about how important anyway. yeah well these schedules are crazy because everybody has got a tough schedule it seems very very competitive so let's roll through our 10 as, as quickly as we can uh and go over and, and see what each team has but starting with anchorage paul um man that that schedule is not easy either well First of all, when you got to do the traveling that they have to do, them in Fairbanks, uh, when you have to do the traveling that they have to do, uh, that that's just, you know, that it, the logistics part of that is tough enough as it is. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, and you look at um, opening up with UMass Lowell. Then traveling to Lake Superior State, then getting Air Force at home, then going to Penn State, and that's before you start battling for the Governor's Cup. Well, it's it's, and and those are there's no bye weeks in that first month. I mean, I guess if, no. I guess if you're going to have that kind of schedule, October's the time to do it before everybody's really tired. Right. <laughs> Good point. Uh, and then when you get, you get into November, you start that weekend with with uh, your rivals from Fairbanks. Then you get Robert Morris coming to you. Then you come down to Arizona State. And then, oh, by the way, you spend Thanksgiving in Wisconsin. Well, it'll be warmer in Wisconsin, right? <laughs> warmer than where? <laughs> Anchorage? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I don't not. Know. I don't no, know. Wait. Anchorage is on the, uh, on the ocean. Um. Okay. <laughs> then you come back and uh, you start December with another uh, rematch with Fairbanks. Yeah. Well, the problem. Then, the, yeah. Go ahead. The problem here is you now you hit a stretch of almost two months where you barely play. Right. Right. Yep. I mean, holy, that is that in and when, of itself. But Paul, when you do play, it's Fairbanks at home, and then it's all the way across to UMass. Um, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no kidding. Oh my goodness. And you come back, you don't play again until January 13th when you go to Fairbanks. And then that home stretch really gets nuts. Providence again, uh, you get Fairbanks at home. Then you get LIU at home. 
You go to Lindenwood this year instead of Lindenwood coming to you. You go to Augustana. You get Stonehill and Arizona State to come to you to end the uh, regular season, if you will. So that being said, Paul, when you just look at that quickly, what does the Matt Shazby-led Anchorage Seawolves have to do, or what do they have to do to sneak into the NCAA tournament? Um, you have to win your home games. I mean, this this is across the board. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't want to repeat myself team after team after team. But right. the, formula, the formula is what the formula is. Win right. your home games. Okay. And, you know, play 500 on the road, so to speak. Um, there are no... There are no there are no layups. There's no gimmies. Right. So right. and you're gonna be the underdog in most of your games. Especially on the on the road. Okay. Um fair enough. Let's jump over to uh Fairbanks, stay in Alaska, and look at their schedule. Um they get uh, a couple of scrimmages in late September. They get Vancouver Island. Um as an exhibition game. Then they get the Denver pioneers coming to them kind of a homecoming for one David Carl, but that will be tough. Then they go to Michigan tech and to St. Cloud state before they come back in November to battle uh, their rivals in Anchorage. So how important Paul are, is that six game stretch DU at Michigan tech and at St. Cloud? That's probably their biggest stretch of the year. Yeah, I think you're if right. You're gonna, if you're going to make pairwise points or whatever you want to call it, that six-game stretch will make or break you. Because if you're not, you don't have to win them all. You don't have to win them all. But you need to win at least three of them. You think so? Because four of them are on the road. But let me tell you this. I'm a little nervous for Fairbanks this year because I don't know that they have enough. They have quality teams on this schedule, but I don't know if they have enough to get them into a comfortable. Remember what uh, Derek Schooley told us? You have to be in that 12, 13 range or or Frank Saratori or uh, one of the coaches told us you got to be in that 12-13 range. Well, you after you get through that six-game stretch, and this isn't taking away anything from anybody, but you just don't have the top-ranked teams uh, to face again. I mean, you got Northern well, Michigan there, you have, and you got North Dakota. And you play the Great Lakes Tournament. Right. Um, but, but is that enough, Paul, to, to just win half of them? I think uh, you gotta I'm win not more talking about. I'm not talking about all of them. I'm talking about that six game stretch. Yeah, but I think you got to do better in that six game stretch because that's your that's where you make points. Well, again, I, mean, I, I said they have to win at least half of them. Yeah. Okay, I agree with you. So, looking at it this year, would you say that Fairbanks has a harder into the national tournament this year than they had last year? I would say it's harder because, again, you don't – with all the changes they have in their roster, you don't know. No, I'm talking schedule now. 
Uh, I is think this schedule is tough enough? Pretty, pretty similar to last year's. I think it's that different. Well, I can tell you four games for sure that are different. Well, yeah, maybe Stonehill. six. Stonehill and the, and Augustana home and away. Yeah, I understand that, but uh, my point being is that you know you have to sit there, and, and you know that's why I say those those six games give you the base, give you the foundation. If you can win at least three of those, you have enough other games between the Great Lakes Tournament, uh, North Dakota, and, you know, uh, let's face it, we, we, we don't know what ASU is going to be yet either. You know, depending on the year they're having, that might help you. Those, that's the wild card because you play ASU four times. Well, yes and no. I mean, that doesn't hurt you, but you also have four four games of Stonehill and Augustana, and we're not sure what they're going to be yet. No, we, well, we know what they're going to be. Do we? They're going to be expansion teams. Are they, though? Really? I mean, are you going to look at it and say that, that, that they will only hurt you if you lose to them in the pairwise? Or at some point in time, could they help you? If you beat them, um, you have to win your home games against them. And, you know, if you're sitting there and you're playing the two, the two schools eight times, you have to win at least six. You just have to. Listen, okay. Fairbanks did it last year, right? They, they got nudged out of the tournament because of upsets in the conference tournaments. Okay, fair enough. Um, when you look at Air Force, um, I think Frank Saratori put together a nice schedule of uh, non-conference games where, again, you look at his start. He gets Lindenwood at home. They're much improved. He gets Michigan State at home. They're Michigan State, so they're always there. He gets uh, at Anchorage, and then he gets Colorado College and Denver back-to-back uh, -back nights. So when you look at that schedule before he jumps into Atlanta hockey play, um, what does Frank have to do to kind of move up without having to, you know, we always, we always say this, maybe this is the year they get a second team in from Atlantic, but all the time it ends up being the, the conference championship. So does Frank have to focus on winning the conference to make sure he gets his team into the NCAA tournament again? You can't, if you're in that league, you cannot assume you have a shot at a second bid. You just can't. Not until the can't. NCAA expands to 24 teams, which I think they should do. You, you just can't. Well, that we could do a whole show on that. We can find, I'm sure we could find uh, a third party to come on and, and, and have that discussion. <laughs> What? We're not good enough? <laughs> no, we are, but you know, maybe somebody has a different idea. I don't know. Anyway, um, I I think if a team is going to do it this year from Atlantic, I think Air Force is as good as any, depending on what happens 
in that opening eight week or eight games and uh, what they do in the conference and that big tournament, the quick trip holiday faceoff at uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Well, you look at at their 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 non-conference schedule this year, right? You have Michigan State at home. Michigan State's going to be a much better team. You're playing uh, CC and Denver in a weekend. Um, you know, then you're going to their that the, the quick trip tournament where you're going to play Wisconsin, and we know Wisconsin is going to be better. So those are the games that make or break you in terms of your pairwise. But, you know, if you're Atlantic hockey teams, you, you worry about the conference tournament, and everybody's in this year. They went back to that, so. Okay, good stuff. Um, let's look at the Denver Pioneers. Uh, what can the Pioneers do with their schedule? They're a lot like um, what we've talked about with um, – um, North Dakota, as far as uh, being a powerhouse in the uh, AC and uh, NCHC, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, 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 NCHC hockey. And when you look at DU's schedule, Paul, um, is no, let me restate this listen, when you look at their it's, schedule, it's, it's it's the NCHC, so okay. so they're it's, they're gonna be okay, is what you're saying, as long as they win their share of games at home, yes. Yes, and they're going to be on the road. Be fine. Yeah, they're okay. going to be fine. So um, nothing to really worry about. Listen, if if they're not fine, that's a big problem. And they can, Again, but they can also win their tournament. They can also win the frozen faceoff. No, no, no. I get that. Um, but winning the conference tournament, in in, in all honesty, if if. If you're sitting there and you're looking at a Denver team that needs to win the conference tournament to get into the NCAA tournament, you know that something went very, very wrong. Yeah, I get it. So and you when get the, and being and listen, you know when you're Denver, you get the benefit of the doubt to start with. True. True. So are you going to tell me, and I think you will, that Denver's strength of conference schedule is really what matters for them? It doesn't really make a whole lot of difference um, who they play in the non-conference part of their schedule? Um, well, we uh, normally it does not. Okay. But if you want to prepare – and we know at Denver, this is what they prepare for, right? The NCAA tournament. You're playing that weekend early in the season up at Providence in Boston College, right? You're 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 playing uh, Yale, and you're playing, you know, uh, deep deep teams, and obviously in your conference. But if you're going to make hey, you know, the goal is to not get into the con the tournament, right? I mean, if you're Denver, right? They're like oh, you're, the you're built to team. win. Yes, you're not you're you're not you're not focused on just getting into the tournament. No, no, certainly not, certainly not. So, 
Now, in the alphabetical order, I skipped over Colorado College because we just recently talked about them, but I think we have to right. uh, look at them again and and ask that same question we ask of all of our NCHC teams. Is the strength of the conference schedule enough? Um, and I look at, at CC's schedule. Um, the exhibition with Simon Fraser, the two home games with the Union, the two home games with LIU, the weekend uh, at home and, and away with Air Force and Augustana. And before they jump into the NCHC season, um, is that going to be really and not so much important as we need these wins for pairwise points, but we can't afford to lose pairwise points? Well, again, it starts with the expectations, right? Right. Okay. And yes, the expectations at CC are high. But, you know, they're coming at it from a different plane than Denver is. Oh, nice. That's, 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 yeah, good. Like that, that's, that's the plane they're looking to get to. That's what everybody's trying to do. But let, let me restate this then. Uh, if you look at that, those first couple of weekends, and you have Union College coming to town, you got LIU coming to town, Augustana coming to town, and you travel across city to play at Air Force. When you look at that before the start of the NCHC season, is it more important that obviously winning is important? They're home games. They're home right. games you have. Right. But games. will it hurt you more if you lose? Yes. To these teams, then it will yes. if you beat these teams and the way it helps you. Well, you have to win. You know what I mean? Teams. If you, it, Well, look at, but look at, uh, let, let's use Arizona State as an example. They went to um, a neutral site and got North Dakota and beat them. Right. And that obviously helped the pairwise, right? Yes, it did. But would that, how do I say this eloquently? Um, did that help them more than uh, losing to some weaker team hurt them? Does that make sense? Um, it does. You have to beat the teams below you. You just have to. Right. Because you can't recover normally. Uh, listen, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose X number of games. Nobody. Very few teams lose less than double-digit games. Okay. Well, when I look so at... So you're going to lose you're going to lose some games, but you can't lose games to those teams that at least at the beginning are perceived to be in the lower third of the pairwise. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so when I look at Arizona State now and I look at their schedule... And we've talked about this at nauseum since it came out a long time ago. Um, we're looking at it and we're saying like, okay, they got this, they got that, uh, they got this team coming in, they got that team coming in. But when you really look at it closely, Paul, um, what what is? <laughs> I can't find a spot where ASU can. Um, I mean, as long as they win home games, they're going to be put in a pretty comfortable position, are they not? Well, that's it. You have to win your home games. And two big tournaments, the Lake Placid one, the Adirondack uh, Winter Invitational, and the Desert Hockey Classic, that is another way 
to build some pairwise points this season. You're still playing the the, the Desert Classic. It's still home games. I, okay, I don't he, know if the computer says they're neutral, but they're not. And again, no disrespect to any of these teams. I'm just talking about purely in, in what we've seen in the past and pairwise points. Um, starting on January 19th, Paul, um, the only thing that I believe um, Arizona State can do is win. lose pairwise points. Well, you have to win. Right, I mean, but you look at that schedule. They can't really, they can't really add points, can they? Beating Augustana, beating Lindenwood, beating Fairbanks twice or four times, Again. beating Long Island, beating you Anchorage. Have to win. Yeah, but but I mean, you know what I'm saying, right? If I like, do, I do know what you're saying. On we've on January thirteenth, you're out before. of you're out of opportunities to build pairwise points. Yeah, well, I understand that, and we've said this before that you're gonna that you have that's a stretch of games where you have to win the games that are at home two, four, six, eight, and maybe depending on where you are, maybe you can afford to lose one of the road games. Okay, so let me put you know I know we're looking at this on paper, but let me put this in context. From January 19th on, Augustan at home, two games. Lindenwood at home, two games. Fairbanks at home, two games. At at Fairbanks, two games. At Long Island, or uh, Long Island at home. And then at Anchorage. That's You're talking about two, four, six, eight. I'm doing math on there, by the way. Ten, you're talking about 12 yeah. games. Can you go 12 and 0? This is why I say win your home games and maybe you can afford to lose one of the road games. Okay, so let's say you lose, you split at Fairbanks and you split at Anchorage. You go 10 and 2. Is that a realistic number, Paul, coming down the stretch from January 19th? Give me a cup. Give me, <laughs> give me till the end of October. <laughs> oh, because here's what I think. I think that you have to make some hay early in the year. You've, you've got to start off by sweeping Merrimack and maybe Northern Michigan. And maybe then you have to go, you have to do pretty well against Miami. And then you got to take care of business with Stonehill. Then you can afford maybe to lose one to Denver at home, um, but you can't lose them both to Anchorage. You can't lose them both to Providence. And you got to go to Colorado College and at least get a split. You see what I'm getting at here? I, I think you have. You. I, I think you have to get in the 10, 11, 12 range before January nineteenth, because I don't We've think you can pick up more. Coach. Yeah, but I don't think you can pick up more pairwise points after January nineteenth. I think all you can do is lose pairwise points. Again, you know, I I'm not disagreeing with you, but. You know, once again, that is the the trap of not being in a league for one more year. Yeah, of course it is. I'm just saying that when you look at this on paper, um, you have to look at it and say, you know, what we're looking at is um, a, a schedule, again, that you don't really have a lot of ways to make up ground in the uh, – 
in the second half of the season. Like I said, win your home games. <laughs> I know. Win your home games. When they went to the turn when they went to the tournament, they were twelve three and one at home, nine and nine on the road. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well let's let's do the same thing. Um North Dakota. We've talked about this at nauseum also. Um they can get in barely over five hundred, I think. Well with that strength of schedule. I mean that schedule's ridiculous. It's brutal. It is brutal top to bottom. There is no other way around it. Um, so let's assume this, Paul. Let's assume that they finish better than 500 and are kind of a lock for the NCAA tournament heading into the frozen faceoff. Um, can they hurt themselves in the frozen faceoff? Um, say not you making it to the so. championship game? Or will they be okay anyway? You wouldn't think so. No, I didn't think so either. But just wanted to throw that out there. Okay, um, Lindenwood Lions. And I believe this is the last team. Oh, no, we have Augustana. Um, in Omaha. So, oh, yeah, we have Omaha, too. Jeez, good, so good you, better, you better move. We better move quick. <laughs> we are going to run out okay. of time. Let's talk about the Lindenwood Lions. What do they have to do to, to sniff that NCAA tournament in their second year? Shock the world. I mean, let's be realistic. Okay. So where does that shocking start when you look at their schedule, Paul? <sighs> um, early. Yeah. Yep, I'm going to agree with you. You're going to start on the road with – At Air Force, at Ohio State, at St. Thomas, at Michigan. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, go four and four, that would shock the world. Yeah, that's got to that's gotta be what it is. And then you got to come home – and do battle with Augustana and LIU, and you can't again lose at home, correct? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, once again, like I said, we're not. I mean, just once again, we're we're, we're talking about between Lindenwood and Augustana. We're talking about first and second year programs, so we have to be realistic. Nobody would expect. that level this quickly no no i i mean i, I totally understand that and, and coaches you know he he's up on it he knows what you know what he's looking at as well and i'm sure improvement is still uh top of the list as how he's going to get things done okay so let's jump to the omaha mavericks another new team for us this year um their non-conference schedule to me looks like it's not the strongest again nchc the advantage of being in that league without even having the schedule pulled up yet nchc gives you a built-in advantage they're not conferences i mean they're, they're still playing ohio state they're still going well, to the asu tournament they get niagara uh, they get ohio state and they get western michigan all at home uh, and LAU to start the season. So to me, you got to get off to a fast start if you're the well, Omaha Mavericks. Like I said, you have to win your home games. Right. And you got a bunch of them in a row. And the thing that always comes up is how many hockey games in NCAA this year, 23 24, this season, I should say, how many can you win in a row? Because we've been talking about parity, strength of schedule, all that stuff. I mean, you can you run off eight in a row? Gonna find out. 
for any team can you run off eight in a row. I think it's going to be hard. Uh, yeah, listen, again, you know, I don't think you have a situation where you're going to have a lot of teams that don't lose. I mean, I, I know it sounds crazy, but how many teams don't lose double-digit games? So, I think this year, Paul, it's going to be harder than ever to not lose double-digit games. You know, what'd you have last year? You had basically Quinnipiac at 34 and 4, Harvard at 24 and 8. And we know they don't play as many games in the in in the Ivy League schools. And that's it. You know, yep. Harvard I mean yep. that's it. Those are the only two teams. Yep. And shocker of shockers, one of those teams at 34 and 4. Won the national championship. Exactly. So I think this by the way, be, yeah. By the way, just I know we're getting ready to wrap it up here. I did have somebody comment to me. Um uh, when if, if you're coast to coast, when are you guys gonna talk about hockey east? <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Let's reach out to hockey east next week. We'll we'll give it a shot. We'll see what happens. Uh, you got to want to talk to us too is always my philosophy. So No, 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 I get that, but <laughs> I'm just, listen. I'm kidding. Uh, I also had to remind that person we've only kind of done that for the last three or four weeks. We're just starting this sort yeah. of. Yeah, yep. So anyway, we'll do that. Um, and then the final one is Augustana. I'm guessing that's the same thing as uh, kind on, of as Lindenwood. You, yeah, you have to shock the world, right? I yeah. mean, you'd have to win – some really big games along the way. Uh, and boy, they, but they do have a schedule, Paul, where if they were able to shock the world um, by beating some of these teams, there's not too many slouches on the schedule. No, I mean, no. I mean, it's just, again, expansion <laughs> team. Right. We're, you know, let's, let's well, throw we, the we, Golden Knights out of this. That just doesn't happen. Oh, Stephen would tell you you are dead wrong. That was planned. Well, yeah, I don't listen to Stephen. <laughs> I, li I don't listen to him like I don't listen to you either. So, <laughs> anyway, I, I I just threw it out there is because uh, this is the time of optimism where every team has a shot, as far fresh as it may be for some, and I think this year is going to be that year where we may not have a single team that doesn't um, lose more than. Or that loses more than double digits, or double digits. I don't think we'll have a Quinnipiac this I mean, year. You might not. So I mean, anyway, and that goes back to the parody thing that we started this whole thing off right. with, and that's that's what I'm excited about. So next week we'll get back to uh, regular guests, regular scheduled guests, yeah, and we'll maybe. rock and roll through our ten teams over the next uh, what two a week, uh, five weeks. I How about know. that? Two a week I times know. five weeks. Yeah. Right, when you when you tell me who's on, you tell me who's on. That's all I know. <laughs> all I know. That's what I'm shooting for. So NCHC teams, teams in our coverage area, be expecting my text, email, or phone call. Fair Run enough. Run now, people. Run now. <laughs> Take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey West Weekly. It's brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style. Go to jessieraysbarbecue.com to order lunch, cater an event, or pick up a few bottles of our award-winning sauces.
Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. And the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. The Tag Creative Group. Search Tigran Rudd on Redbubble.com and have us create that unique design for your business or gift-giving needs. The Spaghetti Shack. Classic Italian comfort food. Quickly with three locations, two in Tempe and one in Pine Top at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. Liberty University, hockey education and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly, presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts, are live on the Podbean app. Help others find the show by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the shows at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, on your favorite podcast platform. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Weekly and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will say a hearty good night with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro. And I look forward to uh, tomorrow night when we'll have the head coach from the women's team at Minot State University, Ryan Miner, joining us tomorrow night. And then Paul and I will be back on Sunday to uh, bring you another episode of College Hockey West Live. We'll be right back with uh, a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. No, actually, we won't be right back. We're no, just going away. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night.